Hi, I'm Greg Gavazia. And I'm Luke Phillips. And this is the Semi Crazy Podcast. The podcast by truckers, for truckers. He used to say I just had a decent network. Says I have a very good network. Oh, good. Do your brag again because I didn't click record hard enough. Fucking guy. It's on though. It is now, you're sure? Okay. Yeah. My my router is literally within arm's reach now. So Ah, so if you have to hit it or throw it out the window, it's there. It's right on the windowsill. I got all I gotta do is shove it hard enough and it'll go. <laughs> I forgot what we were talking about now. <clears throat> well that happens, so it's all right. Epis- How about here's the episode two of the day. Yeah. Okay. Here's the topic trucking. I don't know nothing about trucking. I don't drive trucks. Yeah, at least not today anyways. I haven't drove a truck this year. <clears throat> oh, me neither. Oh, no, that's a lie. Or no. No, it isn't because yesterday is the first day of this year and I still haven't driven. I didn't even drive my pickup yet this year. Me either. I got, well, I drove the Cavalier to get Red Bull for this adventure that we're doing here now. Hmm. Um, I see. I got a Snapchat of your truck parked there at Blackjack's this morning. Oh, did you? Yeah, from one of our. I think he listens, Andrew. <laughs> think he think it, think there's people that'll still listen? No, fuck no. Starting over. Yeah, new new podcast for 2021. Yeah, you got a dumb fuck and a grain truck. Yeah, I haven't got a name for myself yet, but I'll figure it out. So. I have somewhere here, bear with me, um, DM questions from ah. faithful listeners. All eight of them. Yeah, except I'm not even going to try and pussyfoot around the bush here. I got 13 unread Instagram messages, so this might take me a minute. All good. And we did ask for questions like... A while ago. Yeah, like when we were on last time. Oh yeah, there's four messages from Marlin that are unopened. It's real good. Hmm. Well, there is a lost podcast that Marlin and I recorded without you that hasn't been. Uh, it, I'm not sure how much of it is edited down. Um, I, I'm not sure how much of it is usable because uh, there is a fact that we were uh, we were drinking and. Uh, and uh, the editor would say that some of it is unlistenable. I think the word might even been unfucking listenable. So uh, <laughs> you think we'll that, see if that ever sees the light of day or not. Right? Do you think that that was the uh, the drinking or the guy that you had on? Oh, shots fired! Oh, that was shots fired. You'll definitely hear about that. It, it's the uh... um. Excuse me. <laughs> Um, I've got, I thought I had two DM messages, you know, a whole two. Wow. We're big time. <laughs> but, uh, I'm, I lost one. I don't know who sent it to me and I thought I left it on unopened, but I lied. Oh, I might've hit it somewhere. Ah, I should have done this before we got on the air. Yeah, I think they call that show prep. Well, was, it's not really our strong suit. I was prepped for the first one. Okay, mm. I found it. Aha. Uh-huh. Uh, question to each of us. What was... Oh, boy. This is going to be a tough one. <laughs> what was, and please describe and lay out your very worst or scariest or oh shit moment while hauling a load to date and what you took away from that experience. Ferguson, I'm not this I I'm gonna have to have <laughs> words with him about this. Do you wanna go first? No shit no. <laughs> I don't know I've I I don't know what to even say about it honestly. Like you don't know what to say about that moment or you have a hard time picking one. I have a hard time picking one. I have a tough time as well, but oh, 
Because it's kind of three questions in one, like scariest and oh shit moment are two different things. In my mind, anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I got... Okay, I'll, I'll pick one for on-road and I'll pick one for off-road. There we go. Yeah, because I've gone over the time that I actually said, oh shit, at the marker, where it was the uh, four oh shit marker, um, or one oh shit. No, it was one oh fuck, that's what it was. Anyways, um, that was really pretty early on in my log call career, but that one wasn't actually the one that scared me the most. The one that scared me the most in the bush was when I met um, a truck coming out that didn't have a load on that was supposed to be loaded. And he, I called, he didn't answer. I went down to the one lane. He was coming out uh, with an empty hay rack that should have been loaded. So he was coming out much faster and we were going to meet on the bridge. So I loaded up and got over as far as I could. And he luckily had the presence of mind to throttle it up and get across the bridge and 15 feet before about i mean these are all approximates it happened really fast because i was going about 70 clicks an hour when i head down there and uh anyways you uh lost yeah so i at, at 70 i i pulled it back and was pulling the truck back up onto the road because I was on the shoulder and the grass along the side was all just like probably three inches of wet snow on top of grass. So my hay rack had gone down sideways and was sliding sideways down the ditch and the bridge beds about uh, 35 feet from the bottom where the creek's at. And yeah, I, uh, I was getting the tractor onto the bridge, looked in my mirror, my trailer was still sliding sideways down the ditch. And so the truck went onto the bridge deck straight away. The trailer was sliding sideways going down towards like the creek. And I just uh, was getting ready to jump out on the driver's side. I've never been going to jump, jump out of a perfectly good truck, but I thought at that point, if I jump into the creek, I'll probably break both my legs, but I may live. But if I go upside down with this whole thing, off a 35 foot tall bridge, I'm not going to walk away. So yeah, I pulled the button actually, cause I was slowing it down as much as I could Pulled the button was standing on the, on the uh, tank and getting ready to go when everything stopped. And one, the front axle of my hay rack caught the bridge embutment, which was like, for some reason they didn't cut one log the same length as every other one. And that log caught the front axle and I tried them and stopped everything. So when I got out and skinnied alongside the truck, like there's no guardrails on this bridge either. It's just like a glorified Bailey bridge. And uh, I walked down the side of the truck, the drives on the driver's side. Um, I'm describing this so everybody can imagine it. But my drives were actually four feet off the ground on the driver's side. The steer axle was flat on the bridge deck and my trailer was hanging off the side, just caught on that bridge abutment. And so to say I had an oh shit moment there, like I'm pretty lucky I didn't have to legitimately clean my shorts. Uh, it was damn scary. And then pulling it out of there was equally as scary because we actually hooked onto the front of the truck from the back of the truck and pulled the truck straight backwards with the grader that was chained up. Um, and I had to be in it because someone had to steer the truck, which didn't make a lot of sense to me, but I... So when we got it back to where it kind of spun around with the grader, it stalled the grader and started pulling everything backwards into the creek bed. And I was in there holding the brake with my right foot vibrating. Like I've never pressed a brake pedal so hard in my life. <laughs> and yeah, so pulled it out of there, uh, got it up to the top. Uh, Kiwi said, uh, uh, we looked at everything. There was nothing. Miraculously, didn't even take the tire off the bead on the trailer. Um, it was a flimsy little peat that shouldn't have been hauling logs. So the frame just snapped right back to straight. Um, like unreal. Like I couldn't believe the truck didn't have a twist in it. Like if you just saw it. And I mean, anybody who hauled logs out there that saw that accident would know exactly what I was talking about. It wasn't really an accident because we never even traded paint. Um, yeah. So we pulled it back out. And Kiwi just said to me, he says, well, if I were you, I'd get back in there and go for a load. And I'm like, like I was pretty scared to 
even be in the truck period like it freaked me right out and he says you might not get back into her if you don't so i thought well you're probably right so i threw a set of chains on even though it wasn't chain weather just put a set of chains on went down the windfall main grabbed a little logs took the slowest ride i've ever took to town and then over the next three days kind of got my mojo back and kept on trucking but so if i learned something from that it would be don't rely on a radio uh, if you don't hear from somebody, there could be a reason. So don't presume that if you're off the road, that the, if it says radio control does not mean that you have a radio controlled road because everybody's got to be on the same fucking wavelength. Yes. And yeah. What was the other question on it? Or was that pretty well it? I think that was pretty well. Uh, yeah. That was, well, what did you take from it? Yeah. But you touched on that with the, uh... Radio part. Radio. The radio. So that would be my, yeah, off highway. And my on highway was just this uh, November and I was in Ontario and I had a, um, I was just uh, on the bypass around Thunder Bay and the truck crossed the line, um, came over. I still don't know how we never touched mirrors even, but I thought I was done for. He came across into my lane i was on the outside of the car and he was on the inside at a guard rail on my outside um in the dark and and he was he was i don't know if he was sliding but it sure seemed like it but he was like three feet over the line i don't know how i never touched the uh touched the guardrail. i don't know how he never clipped me his trailer was leaning so hard he never should have been driving that fast um yeah it scared the it it, it scared the crap out of me and and more for the sheer fact that um, I would say probably 90% of what happens out there, um, you do the best you can, but you really can't control what happens with anybody else. So, Well, and that's just it. Like that story that you just told there is becoming more and more common, right? Mm-hmm. Which is disappointing. It really is. Like, I mean, that there was no reason. But yeah, I've had more. I've had more moments like that on like 17 and 11 out in Ontario than I did anywhere else. So yeah, I don't know. Just, and usually trucks with vans, uh, just hauling ass, like just going too hard for the conditions or passing where they can't see or whatever. And yeah, I don't know. It all ties uh, for me. It all ties back into why my trucks don't go east of uh, white shell scale there. (laughs) <laughs> yeah it, it's i don't know like we were discussing it i know uh, marlon said he'd had more uh he'd had more close calls maybe out on on the one like on uh rogers and i mean and, and which could be true because i mean there's the same kind of you get the same kind of guys on there as well i mean i we've everybody's seen that stuff on the gram or other places where you've seen pictures of accidents where they're just like it's just pure stupidity so well, and but. when you see these dash cam ones, especially, it's it's one of two places. It's, you know, Ontario or that Highway 1, Highway 5 corridor. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, it's just, I don't know. It's, uh, it's nice, actually, sometimes to be on the prairies where it's four lanes and you don't have to worry about that. But, I mean, it does have its own perils as well. I guess it's, when it comes right down to it, it's, it is a job that uh, it, it it can be dangerous because I mean, really, um, when you look at how many even automobile accidents, right, and how many uh, people die from that, um, when you take and put yourself into a situation where you're driving, I don't know what would it be. Uh, average person might might drive twenty thousand clicks a year, and you're doing you know anywhere from a hundred to two hundred a year or two fifty. Your I mean your chances are just going way up, right? So. Yeah, and that's just it. And then complacency from from other people, those people that only drive the 20,000 clicks a year, right? Because mm-hmm. they don't see it. They don't see all the stupidity that's out there and, and all the close calls. Because as soon as you do get out there and you see the close calls is when you people smarten up. They're like, holy fuck, this is a dangerous place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I had a close call uh, the other day. And this is kind of a rookie story, but whatever. I washed Friday night on the West end and uh, I didn't even leave the truck wash parking lot. I had to be in the, uh, I was finished washing at 10 30. I had to be in Atchison for 10 AM. So I just stayed right there, grabbed 
parts in the morning at Peterbilt. And uh, my I was coming off of the Yellowhead on the 60, and I touched my brakes to kick it off cruise. And by the time I got around up on to the bridge, the overpass headed south, my pup was smoking like a bastard. So it mm. my brakes never released. That, that valve was froze up. And uh, so I pull over. I'm just off the bridge, and I'm like a tire inside the drive lane from the from the shoulder and i go to step off my bridge and i put my foot out to go from like the second step to the ground and a fucking car mirror went under my foot if i would if i would have been two seconds sooner because i didn't look where i was going i would have been fucking smoked you know it's like people don't even think about it to that person they probably didn't even see me because she was still doing 30 40 probably mm-hmm. yeah it's whenever you see a vehicle on the side of the road like you always uh like there's a lot of awareness that's been brought to like you know well police of course cops on the side of the road uh tow trucks are like they're getting more and more you know uh awareness brought to that like you know if they're the, if they're there with the flashing lights on get over that's but right yeah you see a you see a, a truck a four-wheeler uh, anybody parked on the side of the road, lights on or not, get over a lane. If you're in four lane, get over. And if you're, if it's two lanes, slow the fuck down. That's right. Like, and if you don't know when someone might there's walk, nobody up. coming, you can use the yeah. other lane. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Like it, 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 I don't know. There's, there just has to be some, and, and it's not even, I don't know what to call it. No, just, I guess just common sense. Better license, <laughs> better licensing, really. Yeah, and and just uh, better awareness. Like mm-hmm. driving a vehicle. Um, I think some people think it's their right, and it's not a right. It's a privilege, and it and it and it's a. I mean, it's you're you're driving you're driving something that's capable of killing people, really. And you're in somebody else's workplace just because you're le- there for leisure. You're in mm-hmm. still in a workplace. Yeah, absolutely. So coming to my oh shit moment, and I think it's kind of funny that it's this one because uh, considering what I've done through my career, my biggest oh shit moment that comes to mind, I was pulling uh, just the lead of a Super B with rig mats on. Swamp mm-hmm. mats, sorry, swamp mats. <laughs> and uh, I can't remember the name of the road now, but it's down by Hudson Hope. And you come off come off the highway and the chain-up areas right there, and then you go up a dirty hill. Yeah, it's uh, the Barrel Prairie or no? Uh, Feral Creek. There we go. Yeah, yeah. Barrel Creek, yeah. Yeah. So I know uh, which one you mean. It's like 14% or something right after the chain-up area. Yeah, like turn left 13. and go up. And then it's got that little S curve because the road keeps sloughing away and stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what it is. The, the feral, feral Creek. Yeah. Anywho, uh, I was out there for a couple weeks. That was actually when you, uh, I was out there when you got in contact with me for Pro Trucker. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So uh, we're going in there with just the lead and we're chaining up, but you got to chain up for the hill and then take them off and then go 12 or whatever it is, K to on on pavement and then chain back up and go into the bush yeah. and then reverse the reverse that on the way out and it was early afternoon i figured i could make the hill right everybody on the radio was saying the hill was good well the little pull after the chain up area was just not mm-hmm. and i got up there and i spun out all right i gotta back down to the chain up area very inexperienced driving a truck with skinny spears right mm. first truck i had ever drove well no not the first truck i had ever drove but first one for a while and uh i started backing up and i started trying to steer and just wasn't going too well and tapped the brakes and everything locked up i thought for sure i was going to put a window in the back of that bunk with my with my lead like just don't know still don't really know how i got it into the chain up area without wrecking anything <laughs> I do believe there was I realized quickly that the brakes weren't going to work 
So I just grabbed high range reverse and then tried to get her woed up on the spike. Yeah, get her woed <laughs> up on the spike and the Jake and just, yeah, shit my fucking pants. I was like, this is it. <laughs> I'm going to fucking wreck something for the first time. And it's, there's going to be nobody to blame but me because I'm 300 feet from the chain up area. <laughs> so that's when I learned uh, don't be lazy, just chain up. Yeah. It's the, um, if there's a doubt in your mind, yeah, put them on. Exactly. And before that was, uh, before that, I had always been in heavy haul. I'd never really done where you had the option to chain up or not. Mm, yeah. So I was just being lazy. I've been on that exact hill. Um, when I first started hauling frac sand, that was the first, first load of frac sand I had was in there with a set of trains. And they wanted us to put two sets on and split and then go to the top of the hill, take them off and then, or like go to the top of the hill, drop your lead, run back down, grab your puff, take it to the top of the hill, train back up, take your chains off, drive down the pavement and then put your chains back on and then drive in. And then they wanted us to, to, uh, there was one originally they wanted everybody to split at the far end too, which like, so the, the first day, of course, I did it the way they asked because I was there with another guy showing me the ropes. And I was thinking, man, I have this a lot of work for that. And so I did the next time I threw, I thought, well, I can make it with one set if I split and then bobtail down, bobtail back up. And then I started going, well, I, I so I, I basically, when I was hauling loads in there, I either, I either split or I put two sets usually. And then... I it got a little bit colder, so I and the grader was on that hill steady because there were so many frac sand trucks running in there. But um, I started going one set and no split, and I managed to make it in there, no problem. And then one night it was thirty below out, and the grader had just finished coming down. It was all fresh gravel, and I went okay. So I turned off. I did not split. I did not chain up. <laughs> went right up to the top and went, well, that was easy. No big deal, eh? Because I just, that uh, truck I had pulled really good. I just put it in third gear and I managed to pull that whole hill third direct, locked up. And then I didn't have to, I didn't have to split. I didn't have to do anything at the top. So I was like, well, I can make it all the way into the other end. Hold on. And... You, were, you were pulling that hill in third with a set of loaded Super Bs? You bet, Jeff. Huh. <laughs> They're direct. I think I was second over. Yeah. They're direct at like and I'm not not screwing around. They're direct at like seventeen hundred. Yeah, I think I was That's... second over at like nineteen because I'm an RPM whore. Yeah. But no, I it would it would go up there, no problem, but the problem I had was, you know, about, I think it's like kilometer 20 something where you go downhill, you come around a left curve and then you go down and then you go around a right curve and then there's a bridge down there. Yeah. Right. Where like basically within three K where it goes back to gravel. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. And that's where everybody spins out coming out. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I found out why I probably should have had chains on going down that hill. Oh, to the bridge. Yeah, yeah. The, yeah. the first the first corner gave me a little bit of a woohoo, and then uh, the next corner gave me a lot of that, and I went across the bridge much faster than I wanted to. But there is a then, guy that but, when I was out there that snapped off his pop on that bridge. Oh, really? Similar story to yours, you know, like truck and lead made it on, and then the pop grabbed something, and it stayed there though. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't. I didn't manage to do that. So I was okay. I, I would. I made it in okay, and then uh, coming back out, I was feeling pretty brave. And I, even knowing that I'd come down that hill skating, I probably, you know, I probably should have put a set on to come out. And then I spun out on that hill and blocked the, uh, you know, blocked the blocked the road for a little while while I put two sets on in the middle of the hill to scrape my way to the top with with it empty. So oh, real good. Yeah, real impressive, right? So yeah, yeah. When, when there's a when there's a little doubt in your mind, <laughs> yeah, just don't be do a it. hero. And yeah. that, you know, not trying to make excuses, but that truck I was driving probably shouldn't have been there. 
That, no. That white flat top, you know, front air ride. Yeah, no. Shouldn't have been in there. No. That's not a that's not a matting truck. Mine was. Like I had that T eight. It had four three O's in the back end, tall twenty fours and like it was basically a winch spec with no winch. And yeah, that yeah, my excuse was operator error. <laughs> the linkage between the driver's seat and the throttle. Yeah, yeah, that's you know, I can honestly say most of my uh most of my moments like that would be because of that exact same thing i think the problem Uh, with most trucks uh is that yeah yeah that is usually the weak link and anybody (laughs) who says (laughs) and anybody who says that they've made it you know however many kilometers like i was i did some math the other day and i've got about four million something like that under my belt since i started driving and uh you know, in anybody who says they've made it that kind of time without a, a moment where they fucked up themselves or, you know, they're bullshitting you. That's right. Like, yeah. It doesn't happen. No, my dad uh, has been driving over 40 years now. Yeah. And uh, never, like, never had a fuck up, really. And then this <laughs> couple winters ago, we were trucking together coming down by Blue Ridge there. Yeah, and uh, it was a dirty of snowstorm, and we're coming back. We actually stopped in White Court and thought about it. We're like, "Well, what do you think? You know, eat a cheeseburger, talk about it." He's like, "I want to get home." All right, well, let's go. Whatever. And uh, we're going along, and this VDM tri drive blows past us in the left lane. And yeah, we could have been going faster, but the left lane was unplowed. It was blowing snow, like just not a professional move, right? Mm-hmm. so he blinds me i grabbed the rumble strips and kept the rumble strips and uh then but i was on the straightaway when he passed dad we were just east of the blue ridge turn where it goes around that slight curve yeah and uh he knew he was going around a curve so he caught the rumble strips and then lost them and couldn't find him again and just went down into the ditch like no damage or nothing towed him out he drove away but still you know it happens mm-hmm it happens. Yeah. I remember him coming that, on the radio just calm as can be. He's like, well, I'm in the ditch now. I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean you're in the ditch? Uh, it's the uh, <laughs> I still the guy that I held logs with uh, for a long time anyways in, in White Cart. He, he was in the ditch. And I mean, if we can say if he used to get end up in there um Early in his career, he was in quite a bit. So there was a few times where it was probably a good thing. It was him who had to take the ditch when there was something, you know, in front that he couldn't avoid. And uh, his saying used to be, yeah, one minute I was driving down the road looking at the scenery, and the next thing I know I was driving down the scenery looking at the road. <laughs> That's a good one. That one's taken off on that new fuck TikTok app there. Oh, is it? <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you're on there, but it's, uh, it's a hell of a way to kill, like, hours. It's terrible. <laughs> that's that's probably why I'm not on there. Yeah, it's really good for uh, grain elevator lineups. Yeah, I don't have those. So. Lucky you. Lucky you. Those <laughs> really ruin a guy's day. There was one a couple weeks ago I pulled in, and yeah, it was like five hours, five and a half hours I sat there. Holy. Yeah, it's just brutal. Uh, I remember. I remember lineups, like uh, dumper lineups at the chip dumper in Hinton. Sometimes it would get like that, especially if one dumper would go down. Oh, and yep. uh, oh my God, it was like originally everybody that went in there, you had to know how to back up or else you basically had to quit because it oh, was just yeah. back on. And then they, they put the new scale up. I think we've chatted about this before. Yeah, yeah, the drive on. And then, yeah, but when after the drive on one was, uh, was done, then fuck, of course. It, nobody's used to backing onto anything. So if the drive on one went down, oh my God, the lineup would be around the corner. Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, terrible. Terrible. So, um, not any further questions. You know, I had, there was another one. <laughs> and, uh, I, like I said, I just lost it. Don't know. Maybe, maybe Greg should be in charge of these. <laughs> if you have questions, send them to Greg. Oh, there you go. Yeah, I could. Uh, 
and try to organize them as organized as I am sometimes. Sometimes. Yeah, for me, it's like, help, I need an adult. Yeah. I did a... Uh, I uh, I like to think I'm organized. And then I... So I was uh, sending in my article to, to John at Pro Trucker for next month, for January. And you'd think it'd be pretty easy now because it's only every six or every two months, right? You'd think. So I'm not like... Yeah, so I'm not putting one in every month. And then last month, I wrote... Uh, both articles because I had enough to make it one, but it would have been too big. So I split it up into two articles. So I was like, perfect. Next month, close to Christmas. Don't have to worry about it. So if you talk to John, he'll tell you I'm notoriously um, late in putting in my articles. Uh, you might sense a theme here, but uh, yeah. So <laughs> he'll, uh, he'll send me a message. And then I think that, you know, I think his, actual hard due date is usually about eight days after when he tells me he needs it by just to make sure that he gets it on time. So he sent me a message just before Christmas, you know, you got that article and I'm just, I said, yep. And I just switched phones and I couldn't get into my OneDrive from the road. So I said, well, I've got it. I've got it done. I'll send it to you. And one thing led to another. So it was boxing day and I'm sending John my article. Ah. And so I just get up get my computer fired up, got home, click the buttons, Look at, find the article, click, send, perfect, done. And then, but I don't know, two, three hours later, I go, I wonder what that looks like. You know, it's two months since I wrote it. I'd like to see what I wrote. Kind of remember, right? So go back to check it out. And I just clicked on his email that I sent him, looked at it, and all I had was about three paragraphs and ended abruptly in the middle of it. So... As I was going back in to try frantically find where the article was, because um, that John sent me a John sends me a message, and uh, for a guy you know in uh, his sixties to say WTF, what are you smoking? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, but anyways, I what happened was that I it had automatically saved in one spot in my computer, and then went and then the final one I had saved right to OneDrive. And so I just didn't even really look. I looked, saw the title, sent, never double checked my work. And uh, yeah, so a good thing I good thing I went back on it anyways. That's my <laughs> level of organization. My my level of organization has greatly improved since I got in office. I'll say that. Mm. Things are looking up around here. I got an office set up now, uh, rent in a bay. Well, a spot, well, there you a go. spot in a bay. What a difference that makes. I actually enjoy fixing stuff now. Yeah, when you're not cold and laying on the gravel and freezing your fingers off or, you know. Well, and I'm kind of spoiled. Like, uh, I'm renting a spot in a fully outfitted shop. So if I need anything, you know, like their shop supplies all there and all that. So. Oh, yeah. And and any tools that you might not have. Yeah, exactly. You can probably. Yeah, I, I will say I do miss that, like. When I had my log trucks, I had to, I had, well, I had one and a half bays for a while. And then I just had the one, but it was, it was so nice. I mean, you had everything there. And then my buddy Billy had the bay next door. And so I always was able to, uh, if I didn't have something, I could walk across, borrow it from Bill. And he's a, he's a heavy duty mechanic too, and has every bloody tool you could imagine. So um, you guys get along quite well. Cause I mean, he's basically runs all pre emissions or, um, and he's got a glider, two gliders actually. So need to get him and, on here one day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You would. Uh, he's got some stories too. Bill's a. He's a good guy. He's and he's done quite well for himself that way. Like he's, I think he's running four still. He's just stayed like right in there, like three, four trucks all the time, and and been doing it for quite a, a few years. You can't afford a bay with one truck anymore. I don't think. No, like, it's pretty tough. In our area, I was looking. It's. I never found anything under a thousand bucks a month. No. Which is ridiculous. Yeah. Well, and even so, even when I first got mine, I was, I had the one truck, and then I split it with another guy, and I was paying twelve hundred, and then we we split the rent on it. But I mean, the worst part about it was it was such a small bay to split, like. If once you had both trucks in there, good luck working on anything really serious because you had hardly any walking around room, right? Yeah. And that was only that was a bay that only fit like my tri drive 
with the pole trailer loaded just barely fit in there. Oof. So, yeah. And then I can't get trailers or anything in my bay, but. Yeah. But trailer maintenance is pretty simple at the best of times, anyways. To put it bluntly, not my problem. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we just pull ours through the the grease bay and Atchison there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's way easier. I've been doing that. That's basically my year has been for service. I mean, I just did, I would just pull in there, get them to do the wash service grease all in one shot. And quite frankly, I know it's a little bit of extra money to get them to do it, but I, my free time is to me worth more than crawling around on the ground. So, and yeah, I don't know. I, I'm also, that is one thing I will say that if, you are running a new truck is nice is the longer oil change intervals because you don't have to do that near as often. Yeah. Um, and for your next service, I'm going to refer you like two blocks down the road. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think we, we won't go over what my CVIP experience was, but, um, I think we should touch yeah. on that, but I mean, that's just me. Names don't need <laughs> to be named, but it's yeah. The, yeah. It's the typical CVIP shit, right? Like, I've got mine coming up the end of this month, January. And uh, yeah. so I was in the shop before Christmas. Nope, after Christmas with the mechanic going over like, okay, what do I need to do here? Just get ahead of it, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I ended up putting new steers on. So there's that. But we talk about tires so much. <laughs> I'm going to have to step away here for a moment. I will be right back. Okay. I may just do the same, but I'm not going to turn anything off this time. No, I'm just going to mute my mic here. Yeah, well, we can, and we can cut this off. So, I'll tell you one thing about my office. I'm going to have to start turning the heat on down here. Look at that timing. Yeah, not bad at all. Not too shabby. Um,. Right, steer tires. <laughs> Which you don't talk about near enough. Near enough, no. I actually went uh, with <laughs> the Oklahoma's. Yeah. Apparently better for gravel. Well, I got... Um, I specced on the spec that I'm working on. I actually... I specced out Bridgestones on this one. Which is a departure for me. If, I, I mean, and see that's my me going to the Oklahoma's is also a departure now I have not been hearing good things about Bridgestone well or sorry given uh, not Bridgestone Michelin's uh, BFG oh okay mm-hmm. yeah because Bridgestone's I I don't know I just haven't used I haven't used them in a long time and the, the uh, just the the last two well, the steers that I had on this one, the Michelins, I mean, to have done two steers already on just straight highway, because, I mean, you know how much gravel I run. I, I mean, you can, in 215,000 clicks, there might be um, 1,500 clicks on gravel, I would say, and that's probably pushing it. I'd say that's a, that's way more than, well, I guess you did go more. up north. But even so, like, there's not, I didn't run on much gravel there. I mean, I ran into that mine. Um, so there is what, 25, 30 clicks in and out. Um, I ran, oh, where the hell else did I go? I mean, I run in, I run off uh, into a couple of job sites here or there, but that's only like three, four clicks in and out. Um, yeah, I like, yeah, you're probably right. 1500 is probably way high, but somehow, uh, I had that separation on the first one, and then I had stone drilling on the second one. So how does a, a, a complete a tire that spent its life on the highway stone drill in less than 200,000 clicks? You know what I bet they would tell you is that it was uh, the gravel they put on the roads for the wintertime or some shit. Because yeah, I, I, I didn't even, I haven't done my year kilometers for the year yet, but uh, mm-hmm. I do a lot more gravel than you. And mine stone drilled. I just got under a year out of my 
Michelin steers, X-Line energy steers, which I know are a highway steer, but they were the old style when it was all harder rubber. So I expected mm-hmm. better out of them. But uh, yeah, I went to the Oklahoma, which is also a departure. Like I'm still going to run Michelin drives, mm-hmm. but for steers, I'm not going back. Well, I'm going to, like I said, I think I'll try that. I'll try the Bridgestones. I know I had them last time I had them was uh, back when dad and I ordered our Pete's in like 09. And, and they were good. What's that? You're going all the way around Bridgestones? Yeah. And because oh, the, the drives, like the drives I'm running, those XDN2 Michelins are good. Um, there's a, a comparable Bridgestone. So I, I also would like to just see how it holds up, like comparatively. And because the rolling resistance is pretty close to the same and it's got kind of the same siping and everything on it. But but I also may on, on this one, I might I might actually get a separate set of winters now that I'm pulling trains and just get a separate set of, of, uh, of wheels and mount up some winters. And those I wheels must might. be black. Hmm. Cause white is not pretty. No, no, no. Shit, no. <laughs> Have you seen, uh, those new Alcoa black, black, like they're actually making them black now. Oh yeah. Yeah. There is a outfit out of Spruce Grove that put that on there. I believe it's a nine axle. Oh, really? On the trailer? Yeah, tandem, tandem, tried them single. Okay, yeah. No, tandem, tried them, tried them. Anywho, Aspen, really nice bed. Uh, and behind their T eight hundred tri drive, black alcoves on everything looks goddamn beautiful. Oh yeah, that would. Yeah, it's uh. And putting together like trying to put together a truck like um like style wise it's pretty hard to find something that hasn't been done and uh there's so many different looks like for me that i like like i do like the blacked out look i don't know that i would do it but i do like the all black and then i also do like a lot of chrome i hate polishing chrome um i like trucks that are like single color you know, painted tanks and that, but I also really like retro, which is, you know, full disclosure, probably the way my paint job will go. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. It, it's, it's actually fun to do. I, that's one thing I miss about selling trucks is specking trucks. <laughs> yeah. Making them look, I like, you know, building them like you say, but, uh, I, I don't know how I do with just, just building them like i want to drive it after (laughs) (laughs) that's maybe why i'm sitting where i'm at right yeah so yeah i don't know this uh i'll have to send you the spec on this there's uh, there's a few things that haven't been changed on it yet um suspension being one of them uh the rear suspension because i just hadn't decided what at the time that we kind of went through it so So, you and i were talking about eight bag uh mm -hmm. with another fella and chaining up and i was walking through the shop the other day and mm-hmm. there was, uh, that's an 05. Yeah, it's an 05 with, on 8-bag. But he's got the wide axles on the 8-bag, which I didn't oh, know yeah, yeah. was a thing. Uh, which would make chaining up just fine. Yeah, well, and I talked to my brother just the other day, because I asked him, because um, I said I noticed, I said I thought that you'd ordered 8-bag on some on some of your newer ones, because they got a bunch of cameras there. And he said now he's got 12 on 8-bag and a tri-drive on 12-bag. And yeah, and I said, I said, okay, like, what do you think of them? He said, absolutely love them. I said, really? Like, because it's never been my thing. I, Does you know, the old... Them? Well, he's, he's driven them, but he said, he's, and he said, I, he said, I even have two in the bush. I said, really? And he said, he said, actually the guys in the bush love them. He said the ride, good mind you, they're not hauling anything with a high center of gravity, right? Yeah. That would, that would be, difference. yeah. Like, I mean, if you're high center of gravity in the bush, I definitely wouldn't do it. Cause I know from driving Billy's, Billy's got an old, uh, an old Kenworth tandem with eight bag on it. And I've hauled logs with it with 25 on the drives. And that thing is. Mm, there how do you put it nicely scary <laughs> yeah and see i pulled like nine and ten axles with a bag and it just feels like you're getting pushed around i don't enjoy it 
Yeah. So I don't know. I, but I, I'm still, I'm kind of leaning towards, uh, like we were saying that Primax, but the lower, because I don't want an overly, like, I, I don't want to, um, I'm not specking a truck for the bush, so I don't need to have it overly tall. And if I went with regular Primax or New Way, you really can't get away from a really tall frame height. And so, but there is a, a Primax now with an eight and a quarter inch ride height on it, which is the same as low air leaf on a Pete. Oh, well then. And so then you get the advantage of high stability and um, no spring on there either. That's one thing I don't like about lower leaf or airline or anything with a spring. Like that's why I like new way better. It's all on the airbag. Right. And I, I do feel like when you're, when you have a, when you have less load on it, like if you are empty, I think just straight up air rides better than um, anything with a spring. Right. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like bobtailing with my low air leaf sucks. Yeah. But once you put like at least even a trailer on it, it's not bad. Right. Well, yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Running empty. I don't, don't have any complaints at all. Yeah. And I don't know. I've seen like, so they're like, I mean, and that's an option on, on a Kenworth too, is the 400 L right. So it's the same suspension. I don't care what anybody says. That's, Packar's Packar, and they just put a AG 400L is a 400 air low air. Yeah, because they can't share part numbers or part names yet. Yeah. Did so, you see this concept dash for the new Peterbilts? No, I never did. It's fucking terrible. <laughs> for so, yeah. is it what for like the 579s and those ones, or well, and allegedly they're. Uh, phasing out the 389 in 2023 2022 yeah i could see it which would be the only reason i'd go buy a new truck but even if i did i'm not driving it so <laughs> well now i'm trying to remember who shared that so i could send it to you you know well i'd heard i'd heard similar about show, I've, but i mean show prep thing we were talking about earlier oh there you go yeah, I've been I've heard similar about the like the old cab for the Kenworths, like the nine hundred uh nine hundreds and T eight hundreds and that that cab's gonna be going away, but I've been hearing that for four or five years, but it still kind of makes me wanna build a nine hundred L while you still can build one. Yeah. I agree. That's I kind of feel like that about the W nine hundred B. Yeah. Uh, I think honestly that would be their worst move, but I could believe it the way the industry's going. I and I mean you you gotta I mean being somebody that the has a business, you gotta understand that they gotta do what sells and what where I mean, their bread and butter is, is fleets and that's where they're trying to grow and they they don't sell a whole pile of them into fleets, right? So But to get rid of your staple body style is a pretty rash move yeah yeah i you know even you know what kind of surprises me though is that like well they've got their what is it the 567 set forward that some guys are doing up and i've seen some nice ones i i'll say that but what surprises me is that they haven't done a long hood version of that like and you think they almost would have to before they put the other one to bed right yeah, I agree. Like, and I have seen quite a few of those trucks done up nicely, and I'd honestly say enough of them that I would be tempted to go that way if, if I was going to look at a driver truck, right? Yeah, I mean the I, I will say that like about the cab, even on the like the nine ninety, because um, I look pretty hard at doing that, but it's just not what I want right now. Like, I still. I don't know. There's a part of me I just I like the I like the style of the and of I, the old cab. I was gonna ask you if you did look at the 990 because I sat in one granted for like two three minutes, looked around at the dealership one day, um, and I might be kind of rose colored glasses because I was pulled up in a C500 non aerodyne. <laughs> so, but uh, it was nice enough that I would go back and like I'd I'd drive one and consider one. Yeah, I've I, I've considered it. 
I've kind of bounced back and forth with it. And I, to say I'm a hundred percent sold on my other decision yet is not true. <laughs> well, I, I might, I might work on both specs and really it's not that big of a difference like spec wise. Cause everything that I'm changing is down below. Right. So the make or break for me would be if you can get, <laughs> Oh, <laughs> quick on the mute button at least yeah uh, dog interference yeah they were both so you were gonna say they were both in here for like this whole time two hours no that's pretty good so that's pretty impressive uh anyway the make or break for me with the 990 would be if you can get it without the smart wheel mm. which i don't see them doing yeah i don't know i'd have to have a i'd have to have a look I'll have to ask. Um, then I'll have to ask Charlie. If I was, I was gonna... the truck now, uh, which I was going to mention this to you anyway. Also, uh, you should get it without any of the audio equipment, like run their speaker wires. But kind of that's it. Yeah. Stop there, kind of deal. Because you're going with the full gauge package on the dash, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Just tell them to leave everything out. And then take it to yeah. a, take it to a place and get it put in. I know a place. I know, I know you know a place, and you're quite happy with it. They they kind of pissed me off the other day when I was there, but they righted it, so they're they're a good place. Well, that's good. Yeah, I, I I had thought of that. Like, I didn't put in any like extra. Like, I didn't go get you know the factory sub or any of that stuff because I mean for what you pay extra for it you can just go get your own put in but i don't think there's i don't think there's actually any financial advantage to leaving it out so i think if you oh, just, i'm not talking about financial advantage no just ease no. of i'm just i mean there's a saying um uh, i might have said once or twice but there's no sense fucking around when you're fucking around <laughs> you're already building it you know if you're yeah. already going to do it anyway, what's the difference between running it four blocks down the street and yeah, getting it all done, right? Yeah, no, and I, I did uh, I did plan on putting audio in this one too. So, And I also, so what's your opinion on the 900L, like so 72-inch uh, aero cab flat? That's what I'm looking at. That's what I kind of want. But with... Uh, would you go side windows or no side windows? I'm kind of going for more of a side windows. Always side windows. Yeah. Yeah, but that's yeah, that's just me. My favorite thing, I would say the only thing I miss about driving a Kenworth is having those windows because they're right. When you open it, you're right like pillow height. Right? Kind of bad. And they have this and they have the screens and Yeah, so you can crack both of those open in the summertime and sleep like you're camping outside basically right yeah and also from a guy that uh has been sick on the road once or twice those doors being right there are convenient you know <laughs> if you got a got a ralph it's a easy one two scooch <laughs> uh, i've been lucky enough not to be there but i wouldn't order them without the doors i was going back and forth on the windows like i'm going with the back window because i like having a back window um but I was, I've been back and forth on the side windows with the, like I say, just with the, with the look I was going for. But I, I don't know. I, I, I'm kind of starting to be of the same way because I, I do like also having that window to kind of cheat with sometimes when you're backing up as well. Well, and that's what also I was going to get to is that having that and a back window, uh, you're going to be able to see everything. Because mm-hmm. that's what I had on the, on the tri drive. And I, I wouldn't, would not have it without, honestly. Yeah. And nowadays, like, I don't want to give too much away and ask what color it'll be, but you could always uh, get that uh, see-through wrap stuff, put it over your window. Yeah, that's true, stuff, too. Right? Yeah. Yeah, I think I could. I'm not, yeah, I'm not going to say much else about what I'm doing on it, but. <clears throat> yeah. Well, and we'll see what it, what 
what it uh, comes to and everything else. The the dollar being what it is right now, I know it was uh, pretty advantageous to order rather than try to pick something off the lot. Plus, just picking off the lot anymore. Um, Super lame. I don't know. Yeah, and you just don't get what, and, and you just you, you get some of what you want, but you never get all of what you want. Yeah, that's right. I I wouldn't. I would have to search around pretty hard, and I I know it wouldn't be anywhere up around here. Yeah, like the peat wise, because um, I look too. Like I mean, I I like three eighty nines as well. I'm just I, it, when it comes right down to it, I just I'm a Kenworth guy. I just kind of figured that out. Everybody has their thing, and I mean, I I like I like my star. I looked at forty nine hundred ex, and I mean, there's still an off chance that that could be what it would be too, but. Um, yeah, I looked at trade in <laughs> trade in your uh, Aerodyne truck on a forty nine hundred, and then and then order another truck anyway. Yeah, yeah, a guy could do that. Responsible and there everything, is right, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a guy could definitely look at that. The uh, oh, what was I going to say? Yeah, as far as four eighty or three eighty nines. Manitoba, Peterbilt, Manitoba has a ton of nicely spec trucks for, well, for what I do, what you do, really. And they, they tend to do them up pretty nice, too. Yeah, I was looking at, uh, there was two down in southern Alberta that I was looking at when I was tossing the idea around of going oh, yeah, yeah. And uh, what I've noticed a big trend in that was a deal breaker on a lot of trucks to me uh, was the weed burner exhaust gas burner exhaust mm. does not work when you're hauling out of farmer's fields no well the uh the ones that i looked at the 389s i looked at out there out east they were all regular exhaust oh okay yeah i never even yeah. looked, looked out there because i decided that that was a silly idea <laughs> yeah they uh they they tend well i mean because they would be selling to a lot of probably grain haulers as well right so but uh they had one actually uh they still have it on their website there it's a, like a kind of a i don't even know how to describe the yellow color but maybe like almost like that i don't know the, the light's shitty in here but it's like that with or with yeah Greg. come on now oh shit yeah well i'm showing you but yeah a little bit of a like a dark um, yeah, kind of a mustard yellow with uh, uh, like an orange and red stripe on it. Oh, it looked yeah. pretty. Yeah, it looked kind of old school. It would look really good, I think, with like three seventy nine headlights on it. And because I, it's it's also funny too, like how a guy's uh, preference changes on those things. I know for the longest time, I used to like the big single headlights, the round singles, and then I liked them then I went back. Drove a truck with them. <laughs> you like? Yeah. The one that I drove was, uh, well, that white flat top, and it had, like, the speaker LEDs. supposed to be, like, the top of the line single headlight. And yeah. uh, you still can't see shit. <laughs> well, I, I just found that I, I don't know, there was something about the look I didn't like anymore. And then I liked the dual round, like, the old 359 style. Yes. And, which is still all right, but then... I don't know, maybe because I'm a child of the 80s. I kind of, uh, and looking at Rob's, uh, like Pete Van Rob there, all of his pictures from the 80s and 90s, all the, all the old Pete's like that, it made me want to go back to the square, the dual squares, just like the, just like when I was a kid. When you were a youngin. Yeah. Yeah, so I put new signals on the end of my square headlights the other day. Mm-hmm. And, uh, those are aluminum buckets. So it's there's a lot of self-tappers in there at its oh. age now. So uh, next time I go to do signal lights, I think I'll need new new headlight buckets. And uh, I I agree with you. I'm, I'm just going to stay with the square, the dual square. I think that that's just what Peterbilt should have. In my mm-hmm. opinion, I like them. Uh the dual round is a close second. Yeah. And if you're doing a heavy haul truck with a big hood, then you got to go square single. Uh, no, you don't have to. It looks wise. You do. No, no, no. 
I know a fella. See, I used to agree with you. And then I know a fella that decided to decide for himself, you know. And mm-hmm. he did them at Avita. There was a truck that he put them on. And it actually looks good. Dual, dual square on a high hood? Dual square on a high hood, yes. Hmm. I will show you right now, again, with the visual aids on the podcast and stuff, but whatever. Well, then maybe you just have to say who's, what, where it is on the gram or whatever, if it is uh, on there. Yeah, MK7.5R underscore Allen. Jeez, I'm going <laughs> to. Oh, it's like you're being censored again. Oh, I lost you. It's kind of funny that we make it to like the one hour mark and that's where it shits the bed. You've been listening to the Semi Crazy Podcast. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe. You can find me on Instagram, Luke Dirk Phillips. And you can find me on Instagram, Semi Crazy Inc. And on Facebook, Semi Crazy Truck Pictures. Thanks for listening.